Welcome to the Voice of Many podcast show with Yolanda and Vanessa. Good evening, listeners, and thank you for joining us. We have a returning guest with us. He was first um, sharing the mic with us to tell us about his amazing chicken and seafood seasoned flour blend. Tonight, we have a health expert all the way from the heart of Texas, and we are pleased to be sharing the mic with Mr. Tony Woods. Welcome, Tony. Hey, hey, hey. Glad to be here once again, sharing the mic with you and uh, Miss Van. Glad to be here. Oh. Uh, looks like your, your guests had a lot of questions that uh, they want to answer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm your go-to guy when it comes to that. All right, great. So, listeners, um, we ask for you to um, pour in your questions that you have for Tony. Um, so, if you feel like you've missed out, no, you did not, please um, send us your um, questions through any of our social media outlets. And you can also contact Tony as well. We'll share that information with you. And so, our listeners, um, again, this is our first segment, or first session with Tony. It's going to be called Q&A, Time with Tony. So, So, let's jump right in with the questions, okay? So, um, one of the questions that our listeners had was, how do you go about getting yourself interested in eating breakfast whenever you're trying to uh, work on your weight? I, I would say this. Everybody's different. One way, if people are busy, you know, everybody's trying to get rest, ready and dressed for work in the morning. And sometimes they tend to skip breakfast. Uh, you could do something like a protein bar or even a protein drink. There's a lot of different. Uh, different drinks and bars out there, you probably have to kiss a lot of frogs to find one that you actually like that's going to taste okay. Um, I have, I've changed different bars over the years. Uh, it has to be more about, you sometimes have to, well, not, look, nothing's going to taste better than a, a, a egg and a bacon sandwich. We, we know this, right? Yes. Um, but if you're trying to be a little bit healthier, a little bit uh Conscious calorie wise, it would be easier to just have a protein bar and a protein drink. And I guarantee you, after about a week or two of eating those things, you get you get used to them pretty fast. You just have to put your uh, health at the top of your list and, and, and know that it's for uh, for a cause and for a reason. Yeah. Uh, no? but, yeah. I was going to say I have a quick question. Okay. Um, lately I've been eating like yogurt with a little bit of granola and letting it sit overnight in the fridge okay. and having that with a glass of water. Would you recommend that? Uh, that's something that would be uh, pretty good. I'm more of a, um, I think you need a little bit more of a protein based, uh, product because you've been fasting overnight. Nothing's wrong with that. But, uh, I think you need something a little bit hearty, but if you, Something is better than nothing, so um, it kind of comes down to preference too. So yeah, yogurt and yogurt has uh, a protein in it also. But you know, the protein bar is designed that you're probably gonna have 13, 15 grams of protein per bar. You know, and also I think that um, the protein bar will be the first choice because it gives you a chewing motion. You know, something we're used to at mouth is. Doing, doing work 
So I think it's going to last a little bit longer uh, to digest in the digestive system also, which would, would be helpful also. So I think you have a little bit a little bit more uh, time uh, when you eat a bar that you don't feel hungry just as quickly. So I think it satisfies your your, your, your appetite for, for a longer period of time. So I can say something enough. Think, you can think out of the box too. You know, lean cuisine you can have for breakfast. Breakfast doesn't have to be the, you know, the normal meal. You know, I didn't think about that. There's lean cuisine that you generally eat for lunch. You can have that for breakfast also. There's other alternatives. You just have to kind of think outside the box. Okay. And and do and you know, it's hard to just put people in a box and say this is what you have to eat because everybody, you know, you want to eat something that you're going to continue to do. I mean. You try one thing and throw it out, and you're never going to go back to it because, oh, I have to eat this. If you start taking that mindset, then you you just start all over skipping breakfast again. You got to find something that's going to work for you as an individual and things that you like. Now, um, another one of our um, listeners, their question was, how do you go, um, how do you get away from the coffee mode where coffee acts just like an addiction um, but it's also filling. You can find it as being fil- fulfilling in the morning. Right. And there's nothing wrong with coffee. It's what you what you do with the coffee. You know, the sugars and the creams that you put in the coffee, whether it's uh, a natural sugar or, or, or a sweetener, that's where probably some of the issues come in. But coffee as itself, uh, I, I don't see a problem with that. With myself, my coffee tastes like you know, I drink coffee maybe once a month. You know why? Because I'm going to make it like hot Kool-Aid. I'm going to have enough sugar and cream in there where the coffee tastes gone. <laughs> oh, I so I limit myself on the coffee. I, I I go for the cream and sugar in the coffee. That's why I'm only, I regulate myself once a month. I can't do that every morning. No way. And uh, my wife occasionally, hey, you want a cup of coffee? I'm like, oh, you know how I want it. <laughs> It's going to be like hot Kool-Aid by the time I finish with it. But coffee alone by itself, I, I don't think there's a problem. Some people, you know, but it, it will it will uh, uh, satisfy your appetite and uh, keep you from overeating in some instances. But I don't, I don't think there's a problem with coffee. Okay, but what about when you talk about the creamer? What about the sugar-free? That's, that's where it comes into play. And if you're uh, adding a lot of sugar and a lot of coffee and uh, a lot of creamer, Mm-hmm. That's when it becomes, you know, you're you you adding you're adding calories to it. That becomes that becomes a whole different different matter, you know. So I don't know if you can drink it black, but that would be helpful if you if you, if you just need to, the caffeine uh, for the addiction part of it. Then you're gonna have to have it, I guess, black or use a sweetener instead of a, a sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, half half milk. You know, those 1% there, those different products are out there also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're just going to have to work for, you know, work, do for what works for you. Yeah. That's true. So how do you um, re-motivate yourself back into exercising? And where do you start, especially whenever the self-motivation, you feel like it's dead? You know, that. That's going to be different for everyone. Because um, I, I, I approach it from a personal training view, and I've always been one to be self-motivated, but not everybody has it. 
understand self motivation. So if you think you're going to struggle with it, I would try to team up with a friend or even even uh, talk with a personal trainer to maybe do just one month of personal training just to get yourself back in the gym. Another thing is just have a start date and stick with that date. You know, if you want to give yourself a whole week and say, I'm going to start Monday. Because everybody, all, we know everybody always starts on a Monday, right? That's right. <laughs> so so uh, do that part. Get yourself dedicated to it. Um, go and buy you some cool little workout outfits, you know. Uh, get you some new shoes to, to, to walk in and get you do, you know, a little workout outfit. Have that already out in the morning or the evening where it's in plain view, where you can see it and it's still on your mind to get yourself out and get going. Um Motivation can be really hard for people because we're, we're just motivated by different things, you know, and it's hard to just come up with one simple uh, way to get someone finally going. But uh, you, you, I don't know, you sometimes, I always tell people your health is your wealth, you know, mm-hmm. and you want to invest in that, you know. And when you go sit on a park bench and just walk, people walk by, especially when we get a little bit older and we're not as healthy and we're looking a little bit more fragile and you got to realize that you're headed down that same path at some point if you don't make any changes, you know. And um, like I said, talk to a friend, a parent or a girlfriend or a boyfriend and try to motivate each other. Set a date for you both to start an actual date whatever date that may come come up with something come up with a little small contract and you two can just write up and say hey we're going to start on this day and we're going to go once a week twice a week three times a week every um, time at this particular time those little things can kind of have to get motivated okay so whenever you're trying to get a smaller waist what is a alternative exercise besides crunches for women that they can do, especially after they've had female surgeries. Yeah, I've heard this. This is right. Tell all my ladies, all my guys, abs, listen to this. Abs, abs are made in the kitchen. That's where they're made. Abs are made in the kitchen. Because if you're not doing something to have a result in weight loss, you're going to have wonderful abs under all that fat. You do all the crunches in the world, all the high kicks, low kicks, every abdominal exercise available. But if you don't get the body fat off, then it's, it's going to be beautiful abs covered. Abs are made in the kitchen. So it has to do with a lot of what you put in your mouth. Okay. Now, crunches, you can just basically do just regular crunches. You can, there's a lot of different um, crunches and abs and you know, sit-ups are different from a crunch. Crunch is where you actually, you actually, after you actually uh, isolate the abs. You're not coming up to try to touch your knees. You're just bringing your abs into a, uh, a squeeze type. You know, squeeze and hold. You don't have to come up as high. There's a lot of different, and a lot of things that you can get information from, you know, is do your own research. Uh, YouTube is here. You can go in there and look at different exercises, different stomach areas. Like I say, um, 
Abs made in the kitchen. That's where they start and that's where they end. Gotta get that part right for the other part to work. What are your thoughts on a tablespoon of vinegar before dinner? Absolutely a fad. No, nothing benefits from that other than um, maybe you should just eat a pickle. You'll have a better time. You got. To, <laughs> you got <laughs> My mother, remedy was honey and vinegar. She swore by that. And the in the the ten or fifteen years that she had taken it, I'd never seen any difference. So, absolutely, absolutely, hand down, thumbs down. It's just a fat, and you're not going to get any benefit from that. Zero. Yeah. Yeah. You see a not, lot of that. Do. You see a lot of that on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Yeah. Not going to do anything for you. Okay. It's good to know. Good to know. So when planning ahead with meals, what are some good meal alternatives that you can use besides um, chicken? The chicken, you can use uh, lean beef, uh, uh, lean pork, uh, fish, of course, you know, skinless fish. Um, this is what I tell people. Most of the time, uh, whenever we eat, right, they say for seven days. Generally, people eat the same thing for a week. It's nothing exotic. It's, it's basically you just change the arrangement of what you ate. You know, there's nothing really exotic. People don't really go out and do a lot of different. different. They're not eating crocodile today in Buffalo next week. That's not how it works. We all have preference about what we eat. So, it's more about your caloric intake. And, um, you know, we talked a little bit about intermittent fasting in the last, last segment. And I am really high on the hog about that one because you can get away with a lot of things if you, if you break down the, uh, the times where you eat and the times and you cut it off at a specific time. Um, I have been, you know, we all, I'm a personal trainer, but I'm also a person too. I know all about health and fitness and motivation. I take her mom, uh, head of death in the family. But me and my wife, we didn't start a mood eating. And remember, I told you that I had stopped eating at um, usually about 5 or 6 o'clock p.m. I'm done. I don't do anything else after that. I would maybe have like a water the rest of that at night. Well, we were moody and I decided we were going to eat on some snacks. And it was about 9 o'clock. And I was, you know, I, Dr. Panda, the, the book that I was telling about, the Circadian Code, he talks about the different parts of the body shut down the different parts of the night. The liver turns itself off. The kidneys stop doing things. Everything kind of shuts down. Like the, the work environment, the body is closed for the day. And since I've been practicing that for eight months of not eating anything after six, I ate something, can't really recall what it was, just a snack. And I woke up about 3 a.m. My stomach was extended. I was bloated, um, felt sickly. Just another reminder that your organs, they're closed for the day and you're bringing this stuff in and we don't, they don't, it's body says like, what are, we're just going to sit it over here until we, we, we show back up for work and punch in. And, um, 
it just blew my mind. It was just another reminder of, of why things uh, turn out the way they are. And if you're feeling bloated and you're doing all these other things and you just feel kind of sickly, I think if you go to intermediate fasting, read Dr. Panda's book, um, you have to kind of educate yourself on some of these things. You know, I can give you some answers, but uh, it's got to help me help you, in other words. Mm-hmm. Well, so once again, yeah. lean beef, lean pork, all those things are still, they're still okay other than just chicken. You can have fish. There's a lot of alternatives out there. Hmm. All right. So, okay. Hmm. Sorry, you just shocked me just a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So, what is in the shrink to drink um, fad diet that's once causing again, people to lose the weight? Once again, it's nothing but the same old thing they've always thrown out there. They just give it a different name. This is a fad. Um, it's basically, I just looked it up today. I've heard about this street to drink, street to drink thing, but I figured it was one of the same things. Basically, they're probably just have to take this drink and they're going to restrict your calories. Basically, it's a, re- a restricted calorie diet, which is going to make you lose weight. But guess what? Once you go back to eating normally and not exercising because people tend to want to take a shortcut, all that weight you lost is going to come rushing right back. That's exactly what's going to happen because... That is something you're not going to do the rest of your life. It's just something you're not going to do. So you'll do a temporary, you'll temporarily lose weight, and then it comes back. So basically just another fact. You know, the industry, is, it's a billion-dollar industry, and everybody's always coming up with the latest, the greatest, the best, the newest shortcuts to losing weight. You've got to get out and get active. Diet and exercise is the only thing that has shown where you actually lose weight and you keep it off. Mm-hmm. Now, doing those, is it safe to do those? Especially since uh, a lot of people tend to do them and then drop off and then go back. Yeah, well, I would think that it could be a health issue with someone, that, you know, maybe somebody with, uh, maybe they're diabetic. There could be some other underlying health issues that um, I would think that for anything else, they usually tell you, Recommended that you talk to a physician or a doctor before you start uh, our program mm-hmm. because there can be some damage uh, with, with some of these uh, what I call kind of rich schemes uh, to take your money, uh, get something from you, and uh, you try for a lot for a little while, and you know, you know once again, it's calorie restriction. If you can do that on yourself by just counting calories and and doing it in a, in a healthier way. It's all about calories in versus calories out. Um, we talked briefly about um, in our last segment to lose one pound, you got to get rid of 3,500 calories. That's just to lose one pound. 3,500 calories. You got to get rid of 3,500 calories to lose one pound. Same way to gain a pound, you got to put in 3,500 extra calories. Gain. But if you sort of went on a calorie counting part, then what you would do is basically take out about 500 calories a day, do that seven days a week, 500 times seven, it's 3,500. That's where you're, you're, you're losing a pound to a pound and a half a week 
it is a healthy way to do it. But once again, it takes work. You've got to put work into it to make it work. And a lot of people want to sit around and, and, and uh, count calories. They want the quick fix. You know, it's kind of human nature. You need something that's going to be long-term. It's going to work for you as an individual. Everybody's different. You can't put everybody in a box. In the same box. That's true. And now I got one more question for you. All right. It's kind of a age-old question. Why do we drop off to sleep after we eat something? Even if it's not a heavy meal, it could be a snack, anything. Why do we drop off to sleep? Uh, generally, uh, man, I had the scientific, I had the scientific word for that. Uh, back in the heyday, I could just roll those things out. Um, once I believe is that it has something to do with your, your insulin level starts to drop when you get a really full stomach, and that changes up the the, the blood flow goes towards the stomach to help digest the food. That's part of it. A little scientific word for it, but I can't rattle it off at the top of my head, but that's generally why. And you, I tell people don't eat to be full, eat to be satisfied. You know, don't eat to be full, eat to be satisfied. Don't go on to be Yeah. Is the old saying, what, um, live to eat, don't eat to live? Was it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you just have to make little small changes along the way, you know. Uh, especially when it comes to, to getting active. Um, you know, a lot of people would want to go to, to a park and walk and, you know, me, resistant weight training is the best thing that you can do to lose weight, and that's lifting the weight. And, you know, you can see changes with just going to the gym for at least twice, twice, three times a week and start seeing some results. And then just take it from there. Just say, I'm going to go at least twice a week and then build it up a little bit more, you know, for three three days a week and then maybe four days a week and uh, get an active, healthy lifestyle. And when you're working out, you know, you release those endorphins, feel good, do better, do good workouts. And I know a lot of people can be intimidated by the gym, but trust me, most people that are coming to the gym ain't worried about what you look like and what you're doing over there. They are trying to take care of them. Yeah, true. I guess that's where you have to be mind over matter at that yeah. point because it's yourself. Yeah. And it can be a little uncomfortable when you walk in and you don't know how some of the equipment works and not sure what your routine should look like. But you can research some of these things. You look on, there's, there's plenty of educational stuff on YouTube that uh, you can just Google what does a user workout look like. It'll show you all that. You can read about it. And if they Go in with a friend, get a membership together, hold, hold, hold each other's hands and get through it. You know? Once again, I want to thank you for thank being you. with us. And to our listeners, if you have any questions or suggestions, please contact us on our many social media web pages. Please don't forget to subscribe to our channel. And on behalf of our podcast and our sponsors, Z Funk Productions and Step One Training Solutions, we want to thank you for listening. Hope to talk to you later and see you guys next time.